0: hey welcome everyone to embodying your higher self tools for living consciously and my name is michelle champaca and i'm just going to play some music as we wait for our very special guest to join us in just a few minutes thanks for getting on the call everyone great to have you here great judy it looks like judy's here so judy just click on the little phone icon so you can come into the live studio wonderful thank you great to have you here and um what a day it's uh, been an interesting interesting day day. for sure
1: it has been (laughs) i don't have have my headphones plugged in i'm hoping you can hear me okay
0: Yes, there just might be an echo. So if you have access to the headphones, um, Okay. Go ahead and grab them and I will do your introduction while you're doing that. So no worries. Oh, they're right here. It's just
1: it's either that or my phone goes dead. So we'll just we'll just go with the headphones okay.
0: first. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll give it a try. No yes, worries. We will. So I'd love to introduce Judy, um, my special guest today. She's a mother of three children who were all prenatally drug exposed. Um, And you mentioned here FASD, likely, which maybe you can explain that a little bit later, what FASD Mm -hmm. is for those listeners who might not know what that is. And her children um, have autism as well as ADHD and a grocery list Mm-hmm. of other diagnoses, her parenting journey has not been a cakewalk and most days she is thankful she gets to to travel this crazy journey everything she has journeyed through has put her in an incredibly unique position to coach mamas of children with prenatal drug exposure FASD and or autism it has molded her into the person and coach she is today And she has been mentored and counseled by some of the best in their field. And just last year in January 2021, she began working with FACETS, F-A-S-C-E-T-S, in their year-long neurobehavioral facilitator training. And she is using this training as well as 16 years of classroom teaching, 20 years of parenting experience and counseling in her coaching work. She is honored that she gets to walk alongside other mamas, supporting, guiding, and encouraging them on this intense, gut-wrenching, and rewarding parenting journey. Wow. Yep. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, Judy. And thanks so much for coming on the call today. We have over 120, we have about 122 listeners listening in.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That's great to see.
0: Yes, it is. Wonderful. So um, I'd love for you to share about a powerful experience that was a catalyst for you to start your journey working with mamas, with children, you know, with these kind of special needs. What is there a particular experience that you can share that? You know, it's
1: such a... I was reflecting on that a little while ago and I'm thinking... You know there is numbers of things. I mean, first it was um, going the route of adoption to have children in my fam- as a part of my family, and so then and then having kids that are, were all prematurely exposed to drugs for sure, and usually when they're exposed to drugs, they're usually exposed to alcohol as well, which is fetal alcohol spectrum mm-hmm. disorder. That's the FASD you're asking about or um, talking right. about, and. Um, and then mine have autism as well. So there was that, that starting journey. and But I think the big, a really big thing was probably about seven years ago, you know, my kids were, oh gosh, where were they seven years ago? 12, 14 or 13 and 6. And we really started to get into some of the behaviors and some of the challenges. And that year, there's some really big things that happened in our family life that really catapulted us into that shift. It was sort of like do or die. Like That sounds really tra- mm. dramatic, but it was it was really some serious stuff. And so I already had a behavior consultant, then a counselor came alongside, and they really um, helped parent helped me with my parenting through my burnout, but also showing me, teaching me, coaching me that I had to shift. I had to shift how I was thinking about things rather than blaming I had a parent differently. So I think that was re- that was a big, big, big thing where I'd, um, a real community come around me and I had to make those big changes. Behaviors, wow. like my kids' behaviors too are really starting to increase. And that's not unusual when you're parenting. Uh, kids with um, brain-based differences like this well I meant it's not unusual in the in the sense of um, not not that what I went through but um, when they start to hit puberty you you get shifts anyway um, and more challenges
0: yes I I can imagine because I have Mm -hmm. uh, I have a teenager but he doesn't have you know he doesn't come from this kind of background, but even just being, right. you know, parenting a, a teenager um, in general, it's right. it's very challenging. Yeah, and I'm compounding <laughs> that with these yeah. um, pre-existing conditions, and so exactly. how have what have you learned in dealing with these challenges? Like, what are some of the greatest learnings that you've had, and how to approach working with kids?
1: Um. I think the biggest thing was I had to leave how I was parented behind, how I was taught to teach behind. I had to adapt and I had to change. I had to um, think more collaboratively, think about coming alongside. I had to realize that uh, my kids' disabilities were invisible. And not only that, but their development was really uneven. So a lot of times their kids are really well spoken. So their vocabulary can be years beyond their age. And so people are expecting, and thinking, that they're bright all the way around. So they often get described as bright. And um, so I really had to start to think differently and not focus on the bright. I had to realize that there were some huge gaps between some of their intellect ability and their basic living skills. Co- um, well, coordination was one one of the things that one of my kids dealt with, but I was going to say um, organization and uh, mm-hmm. planning and um, remembering. Memory is often an issue and thinking of things in sequence. I'm just hitting a few things, but there were so many things that I had to... Realize that they weren't able to do rather get, getting, than getting stuck on that they're being willful, they're doing it on purpose, they're trying to make my life miserable. And um, that's a big brain shift for a lot of us as parents to make, to think absolutely because we didn't even realize we we're doing that, but we are, and so. Um, I think I kind of forgot your question.
0: <laughs> I think I'm heading sort of in the right direction. <laughs> Can you
1: just
0: re- I think re- you so are. I think yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like, what are some of the, you know, what are some of the learnings? You know, what have yeah. you realized about working with these, uh, you know, yeah. working with children that have been um, exposed, prenatally exposed yeah. to drugs and fetal alcohol syndrome? Uh, how, yeah. you know, that's, you know that's affected in the way that you're parenting and so you did give yeah, some really
1: uh, I did. good
0: examples of that absolutely yeah
1: and also i think some really big things is especially when they start to hit into the teen years is really changing expectations and a lot of times um, parents mm. get really scared at this point or really concerned or they start to shut down when i say things like that because they think that we are um, lowering expectations. And it's not about lowering expectations. It's about matching. Mm-hmm. It's about matching where our kids' brains are at. Because you can't see the disability because it's invisible and because it can be confusing sometimes. There's things that our kids do that are really that confuse us. You know, we'll, For example, our kids will confabulate, which is a lot of times, which is, um, they're not remembering everything that they were told sometimes they only hear every second or third word and so they're filling in gaps and their stories can be out out there (laughs) like and it looks sounds like they're lying and so we get really fixated on the fact that they're lying or they're they're stealing because they don't understand abstract thought and possession owning things is abstract it's not a concrete concept which it was really shocking to me when I realized that. You know, so it's really starting to think differently. It doesn't mean that we don't still prepare them for adulthood. It's just that we match where they're at with their brain because they're often. Mm, I, they're love often a lot younger. I love that. I love
0: that. Yeah, I think that's something important this idea of matching where they're at because. Um, mm. As a parent myself, I, you know, I find that uh, perhaps with my younger son, and I think he could be um, uh, borderline ADHD, he can mm-hmm. never sit still, he's just constantly moving, he he can't sleep until three or four in the morning, like, yeah. uh, he's quite hyperactive. And it, it's he's been challenging for me. And I've never actually gone and got him tested. Right. but i I often wonder, perhaps he's he's definitely on the spectrum there and um, and dealing with him because he is very intelligent. He is very yeah. bright. um he yeah. is quite articulate. But then there's a side of him that's very emotionally immature. Yes. and um, so it's it's an interesting um, mishmash with with right. children like this. and and while I know that there are challenges with our children, when they're um, dealing with with these kinds of limitations. But what would you say are some of the gifts that you've had with mm. um, working with your own children or just parenting your own children? Oh, that's a really good question. I think, you know, when I reflect, mm. I think
1: I learned a lot. I mean, just to bring it back to myself. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned that I wasn't yeah. a very patient person and that I, I could learn to be a patient person. I could learn to be a calm person. I could learn um, to connect at their level, at where they were at, rather than um, being concerned about you know meeting my needs. And then in, in supporting them and meeting them where they're at, then, meet, you know, without realizing it, needs within me were also being met. I think... Um, just they do i mean that's what they do have some incredible incredible gifts and strengths and mm. uh, and and that's really neat my second son is 19 now and he's still doing school we're adapting school he's graduated but he's still um the way it works in because i'm from british columbia i'm in mexico right now but I, i'm from british columbia mm-hmm. and we have some really neat ways uh to homeschool and support our kids Right, and uh, for, that have special needs. And so he has technically graduated with, um, we call it a modified, so he didn't do the college track. He did another track. And now this year we're really focusing on life skills and, and strengthening that. And so he is focusing on ventriloquism and how to put together um, YouTube, the YouTube channel, and he's putting together a script for preschool to work with preschool, which is amazing because perspective taking is a huge challenge for our guys. So you know that he's lost out of passion. Lost you
0: for a minute. Are you oh, still there, oh Judy?
1: God. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I don't know what happened. Where did you lose me?
0: Uh-oh, something's happening with the oh. Okay, I'm still here. Can you oh, there me? you are. You're back again. Yeah, you're back again. It just went a bit warbly for a minute. So you started. Oh. I, I heard you say that um, he's focusing on ventriloquism and that yeah. he started up a YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, and then I didn't hear anything else after that. So go yeah. ahead, keep going.
1: Yeah, I started up a YouTube channel. Channel. He's um, putting a script together to work with preschool kids. He's got. Um, he's got a ventriloquist who's teaching him and she has been teaching him, I think at least three years are going into the fourth year. Then they've got somebody um, who's going to help him with the backtracks. So he's got a small team of people around him and he's really thriving in that. So that's really cool. And he's starting to show signs of that is calming. And, and he was the one that had the most anger, the most violence, the most, um, did the most, um, harsh things, and I really had to protect the others. And to see him at this point is so encouraging. And my oldest son- uh, That to-
0: is super encouraging, know, that's right? exciting. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> and, and, yes. so, and that was a case of working with the school online and adapting school to fit his specific needs rather than trying to shove him in to school and I just wrote a post about that on Facebook, about, you know, rather than having him go through 15 years of hell. You know, he just, we had to, in the last couple of years, we did that. I, my goal was that when he graduated, it wasn't that he'd look back and say school was horrible. And so, yeah.
0: Right. with Him. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you also have a daughter. Yes. <coughs> and she's, an what, 13 or 14 daughter. now? Yeah. She's
1: 13. Yeah. And she,
0: wow,
1: yeah, she and I are in Mexico together. She's um, also had one-to-one support, and again, it's not because of intelligence; it's because of um, focus. It's because of because ADHD is pretty much hand in hand. Even with meds, it's still a challenge. So it's focus, it's um, organization is huge. Uh, those kinds of things just to help, and a lot of times our kids have a hard time. Um, even just seeing the value in certain things. So, just um, walking them through and then find motor is often a challenge, and it is for all three of my kids. So, then they'll be there as a scribe because, you, as you probably know, as a mom, um, letting them go on the computer can be that can be a whole <laughs> challenge in itself. They get lost. So, especially with organization. So, she's had that. This year we're taking it easier, and then probably next year we'll get more. Back into
0: school again. Wow, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, um, because this is a, is this is um, a new topic for me, and I know that there are other people that listening in that may not know about this as much, mm-hmm. but they may have friends or family members that are are dealing with, with um, these issues with their own children. Um, I guess the question, uh, you know, that keeps popping up in my mind is this something that over time by a certain age that the the symptoms or the side effects or whatever would be the appropriate uh, term would they fade with time or is this something that they have for the rest of their life in terms of difficulties with fine motor skills difficulties with remembering and so forth Um, i would love to know about that it is a lifelong
1: condition and it because i mean it oh especially are you still with, there judy oh, yeah
0: can you go hear ahead. me okay yeah no i can't go ahead yeah
1: i wonder if it's my cord okay i'll try to be really still um it's okay. a lifelong no condition and it has to do with brain differences like in the womb. so like with drinking mm-hmm. or drugs that kind of thing and autism i mean isn't because of that but again, it's there's brain differences. And usually there's like overgrowth, undergrowth of the brain in different ways. So if you could see the brain, you could see some areas, and that's where there's real strengths, right? They've got real strengths in some areas. And so that's the overgrowth. And then some other areas, there's undergrowth. In some areas, there's no growth. And so there's real gaps. You know, I talked about just in another post I was just writing is just dots, like there's different dots. And some kids have lots of dots in one area, some kids don't have any dots. and. Some can't connect the dots, and we're there as adults to really try to support and help them. When we come alongside and we accommodate and support our kids, and we, we walk with them through all those different ages and stages to adulthood, they're going to have a much better chance of succeeding than if, they're told that they're lazy, they're told that they need to buck up and try harder, we're told that, you know, you're smart, you should be able to do this, and not recognizing that there's some really, um, there's some real reasons why they are not able to, this isn't a won't, it's a can't. So if we come alongside, Mm -hmm. we'll also enable them to feel good about themselves, to feel encouraged about about what they can do and what they can do well because what happens when that isn't there and they constantly working at that frustration they constantly feel like a failure and think about that for yourself we avoid those things kids can't do that but we avoid those things we're not very good at but they have to do it over and over and over in school and so then we start to get behaviors we start to get anger we start to get violence we start to get um pushback swearing running away we start to get all those other we call them secondary behaviors in their neurobehavioral world and so that then makes it more difficult as they hit their teenage years and then their early adult years so if we can close that gap and support them early on can you still hear
0: me yes i can okay beautifully
1: okay good that means the chances of those secondary or unwanted behaviors are going to be um, much, much, much more unlikely. I mean, again, think about it. If you can do something really well, you're not going to buck and fight and swear and yell and cuss, right? You're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna just sail through it and do it. But if it's something really, really hard, you're going to have more resistive behaviors. And so when you talk about, Um, you know, being in adulthood, yes, the brain is always going to be that way, but we can support them along the way, so it's a bit of an easier ride. Just that most, um, most people don't understand that yet about FASD or prenatal drug exposure, a bit more about autism, but a lot of times the focus is on changing the behavior rather than supporting and accommodating and seeing the behavior as a symptom of something not Working in the brain.
0: Beautifully said, Judy. And it really, mm-hmm. really makes it clear as to what is going on uh, with children that are mm-hmm. um, dealing with these challenges. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And I know that there's a lot of parents out there that are listening now or perhaps later they'll be listening to the recording. Who would love to hear if you have any strategies or tools mm. that you utilize in in um, creating more harmonious relationships with your own children? Mm. Uh, as you as you mentioned already, you match where they're at. But are there any other strategies that you can um, share with us right now that could be helpful to to our listeners? Yeah. I think,
1: you know, I go into this much more in depth when I work with parents in either small group or one on one, but there are certainly some things that I do, um, I talk about right away. And one is um, when we are calm, and this isn't always easy, but when we are calm and we are regulated, And we can slow our breathing, we can slow our thinking, we can slow our talking, we can slow our body movements, we can slow everything about us. That is going to really help take down that temperature in the room. It's going to really start to increase the calm. And it's a lot harder for our kids to be yelling and screaming and doing all, you know, and putting holes in your walls if you're being really, really calm. And what usually mm. happens is they will start to match. But if they're doing something you don't like and you, you get mad at them or you yell at them, they're going to yell back at you. And then you're going to yell, don't yell at me. And then they're going to yell. And so what happens is it escalates more and more and more. And often with our kids, because they have a hard time with regulation, regulating their bodies, regulating the brain regulating everything my one son even had um issues with regulating body temperature which obviously that's not something he can control with his um consciousness but you know if you come at it very calmly and collaboratively Mm -hmm. uh, then you really have a half shot of getting to that next step and so that's one of the first things that we, we talk about and we work on. And um, what's something else that I can think of? Um, so, yeah, I talked about breathing, all those things. I think, to if we want our kids to make a transition to come off of a device, because that's a big one for us, we often will say, come off right now. You need to come off right now. You have two hours. You need to come off right now. Well, do we do that now? As adults do we come off right now we usually you know and I think of my son as specifically on this when he was playing his games and he'd be playing with other people and I'm like okay you've been on for three hours it's time to come off or whatever the time was and he would say mom mom I can't I can't And I go I don't care you need to come off when I thought about it and thought okay I'm I like to play Scrabble and I'm a competitive Scrabble player And I play tournaments (laughs) and I play online. So if I'm playing a game with somebody online and I suddenly have to come off and I just shut down the game, that person's not going to want to play me again. They're going to put me in the no playlist. That's the same thing with our kids. They're going to get put in the no playlist and people are going to not want to play them. And so we need to think about that and think, Give them heads up. Give them warning. And use be collaborative. Like, what's the big deal if they're going to be on another five minutes or ten minutes? Sometimes we're so afraid that we're going to lose control. We're going to lose that, that authority as a parent. And what I've discovered, by just backing off and not worrying about it, things don't get worse. If anything, they'll start, you know, the stress comes down, and it's going to be easier for them to come off down the road.
0: Great advice, great advice. Because I'm sure a lot of parents listening to this Mm. have the same issues. I mean, I know too. I do too. And so it's it's pretty normal nowadays to get off the device. It's really addicting too, as well. It really is addicting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. And that's the short version. But yes, yeah. I just saw that Sava, one, has entered the live studio. Sava, do you want to call in and ask any questions um, to Judy? Ask her any questions about what we've been talking about, Sava? Or does anybody else have any questions? Don't be shy. Um, We'd love to uh, have some interaction here. So I just saw Sava come in.
1: Mm -hmm. Give
0: Sava a moment, see if he or she... But um, anytime, anytime you're ready, or if you're feeling shy, you can also type a message. Mm -hmm. um, Make you know, type your question in the comments box, Mm -hmm. and uh, Judy can answer your questions that way as well. For sure. Yeah, wonderful. I'm so glad. Um, Such great information, and um, I think a lot of parents will really get a lot of value from this and understanding of how to help their own children Mm -hmm. i do would love to find out if you have any special programs um that you're currently offering either online or in person that you'd like to share you know share with everyone yeah for sure i'd love to do that i do
1: all my work online i'm an online coach and um my main place that i am is on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Supporting Moms of Children with Prenatal Drug Exposure, FASD, and or autism. And it's about bringing calm. And I am currently working on my masterclass. So I will be offering my masterclass in that group, in my Supporting Moms of Children's group, Mm -hmm. on February 7th. And um, that will really go into depth of um, some of the challenges that we have some of the things that um, next steps that you can take uh, and what you can do and then also how to work with me so that's going to be the master class and then started things are starting to flicker here a little bit um, on February 21 I will be starting my bringing calm program and that is a 10 week program and I do it either and ah. well, that's a small group, but I also do one-on-one and I start anytime one-on-one and it's called bringing calm. It's 10 weeks and we really get into the neurobehavioral model, which is what I did my facets training on. And it's, t- it's basically strength based brain first, thinking about the brain and seeing behaviors as symptoms of what's going on in the brain and making sure that we can support that brain so that we don't get more unwanted behaviors. So that is my bringing calm. And then I work either, like I said, in a small group or one-to-one. And um, it, it's really like, I tailor it, especially one-to-one, I really tailor it to what your needs are. And we just go from there and we, yeah.
0: I'm not that awesome awesome but. <laughs> i think that's great that you're offering those programs and and there's uh, versatility for people that like want to be in a group mm-hmm. situation or they can work with you one on one i've also put in the comments um, and i will put them later um, mm-hmm. on my page my podbean page but yeah. judysmithcoaching.com mm-hmm. and that's j u d y smith s m i t h Coaching.com yeah. and her Facebook is Facebook slash Judy.smith.395669. So if anybody's uh, checking the comments, if you're on your phone, you can see the comments. If you're on the web, you can't. But later, I will put it on my uh, Podbean yeah. webpage for those of you who can't see those um, contacts for her. She also has Instagram.com slash Judy's coaching, Judy's with an S. And um, so there are several ways in which you can get a hold of Judy. Mm -hmm. Um, If this is, if this is what you're needing help with Judy is an amazing coach. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm sure that with her own experience with her own children, bringing that life experience along with her training Mm -hmm. um, it's magic. I'm really um, so happy to have you on the show, but before we say goodbye, Judy, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, any words of wisdom or any anything at all that you'd like to share about the work that you do?
1: Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to sort through all the thoughts that are flying through my brain. I think, you know, there are some shifts that we as parents need to make, and the, and I guess that's not the way I want to start, but. The t- strategies that I teach and the way that I've been uh, parenting the last while—it works for anybody. And for our Ooh. neurotypical kids, a lot of different strategies work. But for our kids who are not neurotypical and have the ex- prenatal exposures or have um, autism, a lot fewer strategies work. And what I really like about this. Is it really focuses on building that connection and that um, mm. collaboration? And so, I know that's one of the big concerns that families have. Is like, when my child turn- becomes an adult, like, what's going to happen? Is there going to be connection? Is there, what's it going to be like? And nobody knows that. But if you are starting already, from you know, as soon as you know how to do differently, then you can start building connection and building in hope for hopefully changing, rewriting what that future would be otherwise. Because you're not always focusing on what they can't do. You're really trying to build a connection with them.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Judy. Um, Mm -hmm. This has been such a fascinating Mm -hmm. uh, podcast today. I've learned a lot. I'm sure that Our listeners have learned a lot as well. And um, so thank you for taking the time out to be on my podcast. For sure. um, And I I just wish you all the luck and um, Mm -hmm. keep doing the great work that you're doing, my dear. It's so important. It's so needed for our children. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. You're very welcome. And good night or good morning to um, (laughs) all of you, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for supporting me and please be sure to follow me because uh this is really important follow me like my podcast everyone and uh have an amazing day or night wherever you are sounds great thank you for having (laughs) me bye bye